0: Listening to I'm telling you. You're listening to. You're listening
1: to I'm telling you. Hey fam, welcome back to another episode of I'm Telling You.
0: I'm Telling You. <laughs> that was nice. A little <laughs> twist All that. That's pretty dope. Uh Philly D. Mr. Gemini.
2: Three o'clock
1: clack up day Yeah, and if you uh, want to reach out to us, um, ITY, directionsandmusic.org, that'll get any one of us. We can, uh, you know, hit us up. We'll totally get back at you.
0: Or you can hit the two of us up separately at Philly D, P-H-I-L-L-Y-D. Or you do mine then.
1: G-M-I-N-I, Gemini.
0: You gotta do the robot. At directionsinmusic.org. <laughs> yeah, dot org. I am gonna finish it all up. There you go. Yeah,
1: for uh first time listeners, uh this is a 30 year friendship of I uh, do you do it this time. I always do it. I'm tired of carrying you. You
0: 30 year friend why you care? I, it's your intro. I don't know. You what well, this is together, all right?
1: You you Oh, did. I see how it is. Just because I talked you into it, this is my doing. It kinda
0: is. I mean that's so
1: narcissistic of you. How what? Oh uh, yeah, but no for real. This is um
0: <laughs> just yeah. chopping it up. Yeah, but do you, honestly you thirty easily.
1: years of us like talking crap on each other? Like we really have been. Let I me mean, think about it. But you know, respectfully, I guess I don't know. Typically, we leave each other's moms out of it. You know, so it's uh, see. I
0: don't know. The the I think the s talking is just like it's like the the seasoning on the the entree. You know, that's just it's the same thing. Like if it happens to be funny, you know, that's just a bonus. But it's uh, you know, going through old times, you know. try to keep it, uh, try to keep it light. That's a lovely looking beer you got there.
1: Dude, did I not pour that thing immaculately or what?
0: As you came off the- Oh yeah, I know, right? Oh yeah, dude. I'm just watching him pour this So everybody at
1: home who can't see this, (laughs) I literally just poured myself a beer, but I poured it in a fashion where I had the appropriate amount of froth on top and everything like this is a, this was an absolutely immaculate pour.
0: A Belgian wit.
1: Uh with real citrus. Well
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's got it. So it has the
1: uh, the orange and lime already added into it. So yeah. So it's basically like your your standard wit where you would add the orange slice or something, but it's already in there. It's in there. Yeah, it's like prego. It's in there.
0: It's in there. It's <laughs> what a uh, the flavor is always reminiscent, usually in a wit that you have it's just the combination of the well, things, see, yeah, things so you put in there, but the, you can accentuate by adding, you know. The Belgian wheat, which is the wit, so using wheat. Like most of them call for coriander, which tends to give like a spicy, orangey flavor. Well, so, but flavor. that's my
1: thing is like when you're using the wheat, you actually get very much like a bright aspect of the bread grain. So you don't get like that hearty or earthy like grain, like that tone to it you get the other end of it where it's more of like that sour tart, you know, that really top sweetie kind of part, like almost like the sourdough aspect. So you start to kind of like get into there. So a little bit of spice like coriander would compliment, I feel.
0: And it does, but yeah, and uh, most of them do have a flavor of citrus of some sort, but some people like to accentuate it with us. So you could still put a slice of orange on there; It'd be delish.
1: Oh, it's already in there. I don't have to, this is is a one and Mm. done bro. It's in there. Oh, it's also aged too, because this is like an older one. It's a little volatile upon opening, but it's very mellowed out. It's very, it's a, it's rather enjoyable.
0: Like explosive volatile?
1: Um, slightly overcarbonated volatile.
0: Huh. Little, little extra on it. Were you keeping it cold?
1: No, it's just, dude, it's like, it's, it's legit, like probably six or eight months old already. No, but so even
0: it's even from a refrigerated state, it still did that? Oh, uh,
1: it's been solar temp on average. Ah okay. At max. Yeah. So yeah, it hasn't been refrigerated. So. as standard storage. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna say, you know, approximately
0: sixty degrees at the most. Because you know gas is under pressure.
1: With the gases. You know, when, oh, it's so gassy.
0: When there's a raisin temperature. There's raisins with temperature? The things Is that is that what Are you I making make? fun of the way I talk? A little bit. <laughs> but I can be honest about it. Stop making fun of me. They're all
1: gonna laugh at you. They're all gonna laugh at you. Oh no.
0: They're all gonna laugh at him. Oh
1: man. You know, I really have to I have I love the fact that we've been very comical lately. Yeah, I, I made a, I made mention in the warm up in the green room how we um the past few episodes we've actually been like ending it with us cracking up. I was re-listening to, I think, a, a green episode from a green room episode from a few weeks ago, where she's like, <laughs> she's laughing so hard that she starts to like mute herself. You know what I mean? It's like that that in between laugh where you are laughing so hard you <laughs> like, go I can't, I
0: can't, I can't,
1: <laughs> but it's like just enough in the background where you can hear you and I tapering off, and then she kind of like pops out just a little bit from that. Like, I can't <laughs> breathe, laughing. And I'm just and I am like, trying is to drive. <laughs> Oh, uh, dude, it's uh, cracks me up. Can't even breathe. <laughs> well, I just, I <clears throat> going to how when we first started doing this again, being that kid with the first, you know, Christmas gift and just never having this thing to play with before, and it's just like, oh my god. And we, we really supported. He's talking
0: about, he's talking about the equipment, like the microphones and stuff.
1: No, I'm, I'm talking overall. <laughs> no no like legit like overall the fact that when we first started recording you and i were very much celebratory of the fact of i've never had an rc car before this was my first rc car i ever got on christmas day kind of a thing right you know so the first time i got a cabbage patch Kid or freaking you know stack of pokemon cards like whatever the deal is this is like oh my god i've never had this and we really celebrated that fact And in doing that, we came across, like we really started to have these very in-depth conversations, almost as if we'd had been lacking in doing so, and we really wanted to support the idea of this is what it was to record us. Once we figured out, it was about the conversation, right? It wasn't us just recording ourselves so we can come back and make jokes of it. But now we're actually more so at this place where there still is this, as we call it, you know, sincerity, Right, because we're being sincerious. Sincerious, yeah, yeah. Sincerious so there's sim- sin- sincerity. Sincerity. I don't know. How do you conjugate that? S- sin-
0: sincere but it's just sincerious, That's all.
1: We we start to really, at least for my my perception, is we're really starting to celebrate this idea of having this open, honest communication where we can be very comical while also being very in depth and honest. And providing what I feel again, you know, something of a service because we are bringing some education. Thank you to Miss JD. But, well, and, and the <laughs> and when fact we get that, things
0: right, somebody can actually sit here and check us and approve.
1: <laughs> and I think the amount of laughter that we've been recording lately really solidifies that kind of idea that we have brought this level of sincerity, right? You know, this honesty and impeccable nature where we're holding ourselves accountable for what we say. However, on top of it, a little bit of whipped cream and cherry and sprinkles and everything else, you know, there's, there's definitely that, that edge of comedy. So coming from where we were originally, where it was very much about like, Hey, let's be very serious in depth. Like, let's just get into it. You know, since we've let it settle, (laughs) settle a little, as we've, you know, as this transpired, we've now really kind of come into this
0: place where Siddle. That's there another one is, of my words.
1: Yeah. And again, this is the thing, like we're having this serious conversation. Like I'm expressing myself and being very sincere. You know, there's some some seriousness in this. And yet there's still that comical nature. And it's totally expected. It's completely appreciated. And it really adds to the overall moment. And I think we've really started to settle into that and I'm I'm appreciative of it, like honestly. I look forward to every every week when we get the chance to sit down and record
0: whenever I we like get, to like, see how it's it's neat to look back too and see how it's changed. You were saying before about like the old uh sound quality wasn't as good, but the content was still like right on point from the from the very beginning. Right You're of the first series. You, like you said we still had that new toy. It was a very new toy at that point. Like we didn't even read the you know directions yet, in the owner's manual.
1: <laughs> We're like looking at it like the battery's we going this way. No, flip them around. Yeah,
0: we just tore into it. We don't even care. Stuff's all hooked up wrong. It's like put on backwards. Like the heads on the butt. It, it's <laughs> not lighting. Why is it it's not lighting? Light. Yeah, I don't know. It's just this. It's blinking. <laughs> what does two that red dots mean? One of them goes out. They all go out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was. Now they're good. all blinking. Nice. That was a good. That was a good one. Of the twelve things I hate about Christmas. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. Oh, by the way, I wanted oh, to. You, oh, I, I don't have to cut you off, but like before we really get it uh, deep in a conversation, I wanted to say that, <laughs> or we start making fun of each other too much. No, listening to the, the the guy that has the program before us, Larry. Oh, the Larry K. program.
1: Larry Kay? Yeah. Or oh, well, Larry K. show. Larry I believe Kay's is
0: show. the yeah. Um, if I'm to quote correctly, and I gotta say you know I I was I was apprehensive at first, but it's it's. His musical choices. He's got some really good musical choices. Like he's right. all over the map. Dude,
1: you know what else I like about him is the fact that he does what I would want to do if I was like a DJ or something. He adds those little tidbits of information. Yeah. You know, those little side pieces where it's like the old school cats like you and I, when we would buy the vinyl or the you know cassette or the CD, whatever, we would literally buy it, open it up and then open up the cover and then start seeing who produced what track You know the different pieces. Who thanked who? I just have to say
0: though. I mean, for is is he, is he new to the audio world? Like as far as so,
1: I found out he used to be. Yeah, he used to be. If I'm if I'm correct in this, he was in the Navy and he was a DJ back in the day. Okay, on ship. If again, if I'm recalling correctly. So yeah, he's he definitely has some experience in this, and this is uh, obviously a passion. I was gonna to say because
0: it didn't seem like I mean he f- seems uncomfortable, like it kind of he had to warm into it at first. But well, I mean dude, he seems a little bit more comfortable. Every I think he's just listen. getting back
1: to it. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, but he settled in real quick. Yeah, I mean he's um, yeah. I mean oh dude his his musical choices, the the stuff that he talks about. I mean like there's there's random facts, and then there's like pertinent random facts. I feel his are very pertinent. So it's, you know, it's not only entertaining to listen to, but it's also educational. And I greatly appreciate that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to him because, uh, you know, yeah, like dude, said,
1: apparently he listens to us too. So like when he finishes his show, he sticks around and like clocks in and listens to us well, right after. Then he'll then, get
0: to hear, you know, he'll get to hear us talk about because well, it is kind of exciting, like because he just he mentions it and he keeps it quick, but you know, hey. Well,
1: if you notice, he uh one of his things that he always says about to us is he uses the word antics. Because yeah. that's like one of our common words when we're trying to express what it is that you and I do. So you know, we usually say it's you a know, the three
0: ring circus, really. I mean, it's
1: <laughs> it's probably it really 17 is. ring circus. Let's be honest, there's there's more than just three. We, we got a lot going on over here.
0: I mean, and that works out, because there's overlap, you know? If there's, yeah. if there's a mistake in one of the rings, you're like, don't look over there. It's all right. Just
1: it was it. easy. If I had something over in this ring <laughs> that made me forget about this ring, what, like, like two elephants and a jackal? Oh, yeah, you know, that's that's yeah, that's the ring I'm watching. You're robbing me. Ow, breaking my arm. Oh, no, I'm robbing
0: you. That's what, it, <laughs> what the Beverly Hills Cop 2? Mmm... One, two? Yeah, I want to say two. Two.
1: Yeah, two. Dose. Yeah, because that was uh Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. You know, fact check, fact check. Oh, <laughs> which, Which Beverly Hills cop, because it was either the first or the second, but I want to say it was the second, that Gilbert Godfrey was in. Yeah, I want to say second.
0: Oh, so if, um, Beverly Hills cop, the first one, quote.
1: Oh, oh, we're playing this game again? Yeah. Yeah. So okay, quick random quote. Yeah, quick recap. Um, us warming up in the green room earlier. Like, you know, I I was drinking, you were not, you had tea. I was like drinking tequila and beers and stuff. Uh, we started playing this uh instant quote of like, what is your go to instant quote? Like, don't think about it.
0: Like, so, what's the first one that comes to mind when you when you hear a movie title?
1: So uh so Beverly Hills Cop. Oh man. Dude, it's it's a toss up between because I I mean honestly I would say then the, the go to would be because I I typically quote on the show is this is not my office yeah <laughs> which because he was um, Damn right, does not drunk. well yeah because it was his partner was in the office pretending to be their captain so that when the the captain of the Beverly Hills department calls to talk to the other captain to check credentials and you know see everything's cool he calls his buddy instead who's in the captain's office, does the phone call, hangs up, and then the captain comes in. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, well, this is not my office. He, is <laughs> you your damn right it's not your office. Yeah, that's probably, uh, that's probably my go-to. That and uh, I absolutely love, because I think the scene in and of itself, out of context of movie, straight standalone, I ain't falling
0: for no banana in the tailpipe. I was pipe. just going to say, I'm not falling for a banana in my tailpipe. Yeah, you, I was just going yeah, to you
1: say that He's like, what did he say? You say this all too ways. He said, like, you've been hanging out with this guy. Like, I'm not falling for any banana on the tailpipe. He's like, you got you to gotta you say, say, say it really hey, be right. It's like, hey, falling for no banana on the tailpipe, man. <laughs> he like, puts this like great like accent on it. And just, you just say it with some bass. Yeah, know? right. Some attitude in there. And then, well, I'm not falling for any banana on the tailpipe. I'm like, geez, God. Yeah. Dude, with that kind of sound, you're totally falling for banana on the tailpipe. And more than a few times, let's be honest. Oh, my goodness. What was that? yeah, I want to, I'll say, did you, oh, it is, she, she's throwing up the deuce. Deuce. Yeah, okay. so, it was in the second one, Gilbert Godfrey was. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Which I'm pretty sure the second one was also where he goes to, like, crack the warehouse or whatever, and he's like, yo, I'm here from uh from MTV, he's like, yo, you like rap music? Yeah, I like rap music. He's like, yeah, he's like, you want to sing a song for me? He's like, yeah. say, oh, baby, oh, baby, and he's like, ah, and then he, like, clocks him on the head, <laughs> knocks him out. <laughs>
0: say ow, oh. oh
1: dude i love me Get some eddie off murphy that floor. <laughs> dude, eddie murphy's dope
0: yeah yeah <laughs> what was that laugh like for golden, that was that sounded very menacing like golden child
1: see but that's what i'm saying i'm like all right so <laughs> eddie murphy when he got to that era of starting oh, to do like family movies and stuff oh
0: wait what's the quote from that
1: what's that golden child boom quote from golden child first one uh, you, uh, I want the knife. <laughs> Let him ask again. I want the knife. Yeah, give me the knife. Please. I have the knife? Please. Let him ask again. Or it's
0: like, ah, 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 I want the yeah, knife. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: Let him yeah. ask again. <laughs> uh, what are you, Monty Hall? <laughs> <laughs> That's always the next one. You're just yeah. going to rub that on your jacket, huh?
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. With the frozen booger and...
0: All right, so is it is it my turn yet, or is it, Or are you gonna throw one at JD?
1: Well, I mean, you're the one that started playing this game, bro. I don't know, I mean, just, I don't know like what's, what's I, like I have no, any it's a, choice. I don't know of what's, what's movie going. you guys, portable.
0: That's alright. Well, we pick really really popular ones, though.
1: Dude, I don't think Golden Child is all that popular, bro. No, I'm gonna be honest. In our group,
0: I guess. I don't know.
1: Old movie heads from like the 70s and 80s, yeah. So our people, but like outside of that,
0: not. I mean, really. like you know, I did just watch the Neverending Story like a couple months ago. <sighs> you know, I, yeah, I like to rotate, one. just like you, you know, rotate through the old movies. Yeah, man, I don't have them all. What's but... the horse's
1: name? I have them
0: all. Wait, Atreyu was the the Indian or the 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 is traveler?
1: Name? Yeah, um, he was the one that was chosen to. <sighs> oh come on, bro. You got the nothing. It, it's in there somewhere. You have a trehu. Trehu. A, a trehu. Yeah, yeah what's the, what the, how about what's the look the dragon? only thing that comes to mind, too. A falcor. Okay, there you go, falcor. So then what's the horse's name? Oh, he's
0: stole. Oh, oh, come on. And the poor horse had to die for the kid, too. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. Growing Wait, that up. That was the swamp of desperation or something? Well,
1: yeah, yeah. So that's that was the irony of, of the. Swamp of sorrows. I can't remember Something like was. that, yeah.
0: Something, look it up. I don't but, know.
1: But growing up, Having seen that movie, you know, being like oh, I don't know, eight or nine or something, right? Like literally watching the movie and witnessing the actor's portrayal of the pain of losing his horse, his his faithful steed, his best friend seeing him. Yes, yeah, see that, oh,
0: he's almost there. Dude, he No, just he, keep just keep talking because I it gives me a chance to think. Yeah, because you right. can
1: see him. He's in the swamp and he's pulling the reins and he's yelling at him. Cause you're killing me, right? And he now. calls him a dumb horse. Does the fact checker okay. have this? Yeah, see, well, they, well, I was like, I which do? one's gonna get it first? All right, go ahead, tell him. The horse tax.
0: Huh? R tax. was it? What was mm-hmm. it again? R tax, A R T A X. R tax, yeah.
1: R-tax. No, I think, he, I think he's pronounced it R tax. R tax? Yeah, like the A is an E. Okay, which I think would be traditional, if that's correct. Yeah, I think it was more of an E, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like almost like the X was relatively silent because it would kind of like fade off. But yeah, but yeah, he's like yelling at him in the swamp, and it's like, dude, he's crying, and he, then he starts to swear at him, basically calling him a dumb horse, right? Well, yeah, and he's, I mean, he's it's a great psychological study watching. Oh the whole the whole de- yeah, dude the rationalization montage, the whole, like watching it go like through the, the in, steps
0: he's like covered in sooty mud like black mud
1: yeah dude you and try to stuff. you like try to rationalize it you know you know you deny it and then you all then you accept it and then you you can literally watch him go through the stages Wait, of like mourning
0: what did he call what was the name of the turtle
1: oh what Bird? the the old tort- the tortoise the big ass yeah yeah
0: the elder. Yeah, the one that like sneezed on him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was the like he was the last of the kind for his. Um... I got it. Ancient one. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Because I'm on. A... He was the ancient one, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Morla, M O R L A,
0: or she was. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Morla. Yeah, that sounds right. Wow. See, look at you. She's like, dude, I saw her. She was prehensive, but she's like, I don't want to pronounce stuff. Why you guys keep making me do this? It's like the one thing in her job that she hates is pronouncing. She, I don't know how to pronounce this. <laughs> how the hell
0: keep making me do When this. that movie came out though. those special effects were awesome. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, you can still enjoy them today, but I mean, it's obviously puppetry and it was fairly obvious then, but it just, you know, it's only because we've come so far with with computer animation. But.
1: I feel there's a very fairy tale aspect to it, almost like um, Princess Bride, where you get that sense of if I was reading the story and imagining this world around me as I become literally engulfed in what I'm reading, this is what it would look like. So I feel there's very much that fairy tale kind of representation. So I think it's very, even to this day, very apt. Like it's just like that. That's an that's an appropriate representation. I think it still holds up.
0: Well, and it got to, it really got to that. Um, you know, like at that age, like the kid, the kids, the kids getting chased. You know, right in the beginning of the movie, the kid gets like chased and beat up for his lunch money, like nearly every day, because he, he has like to, ducks into the dumpster because he has to go like eight blocks to catch the bus or whatever it is. Um, you know, it kind of it speaks to that like loser little kid in all of us, the, the, that fear that, you know, that you'll be that guy. I mean, so, I, I mean, as a kid, like I always connected with that because, you know, maybe I was a little overweight or whatever and I was self conscious about stuff. So you really identify with the character. So right off the bat, you know, you get hooked on this character and he goes into this, like you said, this magical other place by reading a book. And what's the whole purpose of the movie? It's the imagination. Like if you don't as long as you have imagination, as long as you have that seed.
1: See, and I took it as as long as you have hope, as long as you believe, as long as you understand the idea that for every
0: ending there is only a beginning. She did say hope.
1: But But, you know, um, so I I, I got more stories
0: is what you know, like that's why it's never ending because this the story is the reality is the story is the reality.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, drawing back on it, retrospect wise, it's very much what your perception does because it's every time you read a story, the story changes. The words are still the same, however, your perception of how you ingest the information.
0: But the story itself isn't even important.
1: Well, that's exact. But that's yeah. exactly because, dude. I think we were talking about this a few weeks back, where it was uh, you. You brought up the whole point of being in this i forget how you worded it but my counter was the fact that when you finally are in this place emotionally mentally you know physically financially like all of the things come together the trifecta of the moment where you can see everything as it happens you can perceive it you can literally be a part of it and you know you could have been possessing that ability the whole time but it wasn't until this moment itself came about that it allowed for this transcendent time that you know you, you had to have all the dominoes fall into place in a sense. And you know, you can you can hear the same story again and again, you can read it again and again, but as you change you're going to perceive differently. You're going to draw completely.
0: But think about the never ending story. And that was, there was a lot of really deep moments in that movie. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't just for little kids. Dude, especially it was, for like a nine year old. There was, was like, a lot of messages in that movie that were very positive.
1: Like dude, you had to, like you literally had to deal with the death of your best friend, which is almost like you yourself dying because it's a counterpart. But you know, dude, here you are nine years old and you got to like rationalize this. Yeah, dude, that movie's like,
0: well, I was thinking about the scene, it's like labyrinth almost. Thinking about the scene where oh. Atreyu has to go through the different um, challenges. Right, he has to go through the different, um, you know, levels in order to make it.
1: Yeah, he's got to get it past like the two guards. Like Falcor takes him up into the clouds or whatever. And he sees the the medicine man and he gets him like healthier. And then he has to like he has walk to go out amongst
0: the, the oracle. Or yeah, the two oracles and then what was it the um, the snowy place, the the mirror he had to view. Yeah, isn't that where he sees the, I um, the the name of the the place that he had to go to? Now, but um, I know there's so much to this. So basically, like his, <laughs> you're making me want to rewatch really this. That right he now. would be looking. He would be looking I into know. his greatest. He would be looking into his greatest fear, and it's taken many men, you know, even tougher than you are, that still haven't made it through. That so it shows you like. It urge. shows you what you're really af- uh, afraid of and then it basically shows him that he is that boy reading the story and that boy is him.
1: And so to me, the, uh, the one well, part... Both- Go ahead.
2: Oh, I was going to say, well, with both of those movies reference The Labyrinth and The Never Story, both of them deal with um, challenges of self-confidence, courage, and
1: um, yeah, that was the correlation that made it in my mind. Like right.
2: empathy, yeah, and they both deal with like the chance of luck, wishes, and like certain powers too. In like so like noble virtues, magic.
1: basically. Well, and so that, yeah, that goes back to the the point I was about to make, where he, uh, you know, Atreyu has to go through the the two guardians, where you have to be, you know, like pure of heart. Like without fear and all that kind of stuff. You
0: can't you can't question yourself at all. If you question yourself, then Yeah, and
1: there's and there were so many like amazing by a laser. Yeah, there's and there's all these amazing warriors that you can see like strewn about that basically were not true of virtue in that sense. They weren't pure in their thoughts, and they're dead. And he had to make it through there. So here are these brazen men who have been through so much. So elders, you and know, thirty years old armor. or whatever else, and they yeah. And you have this kid who is literally without possession. It's, you know, he's wearing he's wearing freaking pelts, basically,
0: right? I think he's got like a hunting knife or something like that. That's yeah, about but he, it. you know,
1: he's got he, he's got like his loin cloth and all that kind of stuff. So he's he's barely covered. He's very minimalist.
0: He's also I think he had like a little, you know, yeah, like but, pants but, and a shirt. But I mean, but, it was. Yeah, but very minimal. I mean, he looked yeah, he he
1: looked like a Native American. You know, he looked like he was a a hunter-gatherer type, but you know, civilized enough that he knows to cover his niblets and stuff. (laughs) But he's also a child, so here are these adults that can't do it because they're of this realm where they can question themselves too much, so they're not pure enough, and he's still Mm. innocent enough that he can make it through, even though we know going up to it, he's questioning himself. He's hesitant. like You can see it. They portray this very well. And yet when he finally decides to go through it, he's 100%. And I think there's a lesson in that about what the purity or innocence of being a child and not having all that negativity in you, allowing yourself to be jaded by what everything or anything You're saying a tra- a
0: tra- you as a child? Yeah. No, I mean- as far as his as far as his tribe was considered he wasn't a child
1: well correct but i'm talking in comparison and that's of, the
0: interesting thing because he was he was already a man and he was actually a hunter that's why they sought him out he, he was, was the greatest he was the greatest hunter
1: of all of that land right. that he represented but that's the thing is he's still like what like 10 12
0: not 30 so he's a child in comparison i don't comparison. know if i put him that young but i mean Pretty much, yeah. I thought they cast him a little bit older than that, but I don't think so. I would I mean, say, I would say, for the purpose, dude, he of, was
1: under sixteen for
0: sure. For the purpose of the hero's journey, I would say probably thirteen, and having yeah. to face all these things that having to face himself—not even these things, but himself as well. Well, that's what the whole journey is about, though. It really is about self-discovery. Is a
2: green skin warrior from the grassy ocean.
0: It said that fan- he portray you was a green fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Fant- I think it's Fantasia. It's Fantasia. I'm pretty sure it's Fantasia. No, no it's it's, it says Fantastica. I don't know if that's a typo. No, it's Fantasia.
2: No, it's not because it even said that Marla was a fantastic end.
1: it's not fan- a Fantasian. Yeah, maybe you're. I'm. It might be the alternate it. but dude, it's Fantasia. It's-
0: it's alright. We don't need to.
1: Oh, dude, no, bro. This is two against one. Democracy wins. We, it's fantasia.
0: We, we don't need to argue about it, though. It's alright. Wait, right.
1: is this is this the uh, is this the Mandela effect? Where it's like mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, yo, do you know about the Mandela effect, right?
0: Well, we're more, more than one person.
1: They're
0: spelled so no, no, differently, no. first of all. No, do, Wait, do I know. You, I've heard this before. JD, do
1: you know what? Do you know what the uh, Mandela effect is? So the Mandela effect, uh, to, paraphrase, to paraphrase, is the expression of the either a misrepresentation of past information or a modified timeline giving an alternate representation that we're not remembering. So this goes back to our conversation with Vic, where if you were to jump around these timelines, would your mind remember these different memories and it's like you would remember the stuff that you were a part of but not the alternate components and we use like back to the future as like the thing where he comes back and sees family photos and he's like i don't remember that trip to disney what the hell is that crap right mm-hmm. but it's a um oh, what was i going with this what were we just talking to?
0: i don't know that's what i'm still trying to figure out but it's th-
1: well so uh, with with the but no, what were, like, literally, what were, just like, what was, it? right before that? What were we talking- <laughs> I've been drinking tequila and beer. Come on.
2: I you. Um, oh, no, no, Fantasia was, and the Mandela really effect. Was, we're like talking Mandela. Mandela. That, yeah.
1: Man, the Mandela effect. So, it. in the Mandela effect, that is the, the thing. So, the. Uh, the story that causes the call the Mandela effect is we as, you know, children of the 70s and the 80s are aware of Nelson Mandela, right? Mm-hmm. However, if you look at the majority of history, if you just like ask somebody, Mandela died in prison. There's there was articles, and you can go back and check this. There's articles that would show Mandela died in prison, but yet all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, he's alive and well and he's, you know, he's now doing his thing, right? He's, you know, being super awesome ruler dude, making stuff better. But that's not what we remember it as. So there's other things where corresponding components would be, I think it was like the Ford logo. There's a slight variance from the original to now And yet, if you like look up and it's like Ford logo and it's only what would be now and not from before. So to find that difference is very difficult. So that's the thing is Mandela effect is you of this current timeline has a different memory than what everyone else assumes or is under the assumption of as their history. So it gets into that question of alternate timeline, parallel universe, you know, all that kind of stuff and drawing it together. So the Mandela effect is being aware of things that should be, but are completely different. It's like if all you ever knew was IHOP and yet all of a sudden everything is just IHOP and nobody knows the difference. And it's like, dude, it's always been burgers, right? They, pancakes, they've never had pancakes. Did they ever have pancakes there? It's like, makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So that's- It
2: the, makes you question like the most mundane thing.
1: Yeah, there's, uh, I think there's a movie on or it. C-A-T. <laughs> well, no, because it's, <clears throat> it's, it's literally- The Beatles one? It's supposed to mess with your perception as far as your memory recall. Meaning that it causes you to question your own existence in this timeline, do I recall correctly or am you know is my brain scattered somehow? And it, it, it gets you in this weird loop of extreme paranoia basically.
0: What were you saying? If like if, if you went if you went back in time to try and correct something in your past that you thought was was troublesome? in an effort to improve your life later on, but then you come back and you, like, you come back to the same timeline or do you come back to, you don't come back to the same reality. You come well, back wasn't to like that what
1: the, the the movie Butterfly Effect was?
0: Well, I don't know if they went into it like that, but I mean, you come back to- Yeah, no, it was. Oh, yeah, it was, but it- Because every time he was saying, you actually a, come back to a different metaverse, a different-
1: Well, yeah, that that was exactly what Butterfly <clears throat> Effect was because every time he would recall a memory- He would go back to it, modify it, and then the memories would
0: shoot into him at, like, lightning speed, right?
1: Well, yeah, he got, like,
0: a new download as far as what that timeline was. Every time he did this, every time he made a change, because it would actually change everything inside his brain.
1: Well, yeah, because now his brain would have to be structured as if it went through that timeline. So, I mean, yeah, it showed a physical representation See, you know, of what all the it was flashes
0: that. of history that have changed. And, you know,
1: well, so that goes all right back to that conversation of would you recall those memories? So, Back to the Future, Marty McFly comes back, sees, you know, photos on the, the foyer or in the dining room or in the wherever. And he's like, I don't recall going to Disney with all these. So, would he or wouldn't he? So, Butterfly Effect says yes. Back to the Future says, who knows? I mean, we don't get, we're not offered knowledge or the perception of knowledge that he's aware. Of. So my assumption is back to the future. He's not, whereas butterfly effect, he does.
0: Or like, I don't know, time, the whole I, the whole concept of time travel is so messed up because you imagine like, okay, you I jump out of time right now to go back, I don't know, let's say three years to fix a mistake that I made that was, you know, Had I not made this mistake, I could have landed an awesome job and like my whole life would have a different trajectory right now, whatever. Um, Something like that, something life-changing. But then like, okay, you go back and you make that fix and then you go back to your regular time. So you go back to a time like right after you left Or do you go to a whole different metaverse? Well that's or, so, where there's actually another you existing.
1: But that's that's what back to the future attempts to express as you going back in time and modifying an event would cause alternate timeline. So you would come and that and that's the thing is with the I mean this is why we gotta figure out how does the flux capacitor work. <laughs> how does that work? Right? Because I mean, dude. It's not just a series of light bulbs. Well, cause all right, so here's the thing. All think right, about I don't this. have my
2: engineering. No, dude, no,
1: it's, so think about this. If <laughs> if, if the flux capacitor. Uh, if <laughs> again, tequila and bro, <laughs> if the flux capacitor tears a hole in time on your timeline, if you were to go back in the past and modify something, it would technically create that timeline of that event modifying the future. So butterfly effect, right? However, does that flux capacitor cause you to come back to your timeline? Meaning that regardless of what event you modified in the past, you're still going to come back to where you were.
0: But no, because if you went...
1: Well, so that's the thing. Is again, how does the flux capacitor work? Does it cause you to travel on the timeline in which you're a part of, or the one that you come from? That's why I'm like, I don't. What is what does a flux capacitor do?
0: I I because
1: think about that. So if
0: I would think if, in the universe that it was created in, with the materials that it was made with, it would. That but would I be don't its, know. Its that's anchor. why I'm like, I don't. These are all questions.
1: Correct. So think about that. So if it's literally the ability to create a wormhole within your timeline only, that means it doesn't matter what you do going back and forth or changing things in the past because you're always still going to come back to your timeline or all of those events that happened the way history says it did happen, not the way you recall it that you were a part of. However, if the flux capacitor tears a wormhole, you know, whatever you want to call it, the the component that gets you to go in and out of time. All right, so now if it causes you to be a component of that literal line, then any and all things that you do to modify would cause you to be that outcome. So when you come back, it would be a part of that line. Which I think that in and of itself-
0: is that, The question, I guess the question is, is that really your line anymore?
1: Well, but so that's why I'm so like- do,
0: So from, from this, well, this day- Well, this is where you get
1: into like time loop issues or like not allowing things to exist when they should exist. So you can't have like two of you because that would cause like a weird, you know, time loop paradox- right? Wasn't there was a movie that was about that?
0: Yeah. Well, if you have, if you have knowledge of your own, if you have knowledge of your own time travel, so if you meet up with yourself, I mean, couldn't that really mess you up? And would, would that change your trajectory? Would you not have, like, would it cause a a paradoxal situation? Like, and what would happen? Like, what happens when there's a paradox? When it's, well, because that could like, be like, do you like, just blip out of existence, or does it throw the whole game off?
1: Because I mean, that could be an internal disruption in your system where your brain, like, literally overloads over the like the understanding of this. You know, because we were talking like, about
0: could I break the universe?
1: Doing... <laughs> well, because I think one of our conversations before was the fact that we as human creatures currently are cognizant of the ability to have space and time yet we don't have the ability to truly perceive it, which is why we can't think outside of it in a sense, right? So like evolutionary wise, our bodies physically can't perceive the idea of space and time, even though our mind can literally wrap itself our around it. Our bodies
0: that. can't, but what was the um, the Joe Dispenza book that I was reading? Remember I was talking about that one-
1: Isn't Espinosa?
0: No, stop it.
1: <laughs> that one. Ex- she she, she didn't even time. look up. She's just she, she's like, no, no, bro. That Not one ex- happened. That one
0: experience he had where he went back and he, he was able to view himself through his own kitchen window washing dishes. Yeah, which I think is a great scenario. So the question is, maybe you can time travel anytime you want, but you can't take your body, and you can make changes, but they're subtle. You know what I mean? It's more like you, you shout at yourself.
1: Action? So, all right,
0: so I think, okay,
1: so I think that goes to the idea of, like, I was just talking about the flux capacitor, if it keeps you on that timeline, so you can't remove yourself from the physical representation of it, so you can be, like you were saying, you can be aware, and you can go in and out of it, but no matter what you do to change things, you're still always going to be on that timeline, because that's it, you don't, your physical representation is locked to it, your consciousness is what can, like, flip-flop in a sense.
0: You would you would be there. It would be as if you didn't have your body because you would be there in a slightly different dimension. Right. Yeah, I get that. You could affect things because there's bleed over, like poltergeist style. (laughs) I mean, that's what I'm. That's the way I'm thinking of it. Like, how is how do you? It's like
1: how you can get like the knife to fall off the counter or something, or you get like that tap on the shoulder, but there's nobody
0: behind you. Yeah, like there's subtle differences in the world because you're not really on the same.
1: Because I think his was, he was looking out the window into nothing. It was like his backyard or whatever, but yet how somehow or another he felt or perceived that there was something there. Like,
0: what if, what if I exist and I exist right in front of you, like you see me now, but I exist in a totally different frequency, right? We've had yeah, a frequency dude, yeah. that you can't perceive with your senses. Is, yeah. We've talked yeah, go. Am I really, am I really somewhere else? Or am I just in another dimension? Yeah, I am just unperceivable by you. It's a dimension, I could you could replace with another reality.
1: Well, so other, the movie Constantine, and I think this really allows that to kind of cross over. So, in Constantine, when you've crossed over, when you've had that near death experience, but you know, so you, you become you, open, you to died them. but come back. Now, all of a sudden, you can see all these other spirits, the angels, the demons, everything.
0: Because you carry around some death inside you.
1: Right. But you can, you can, is that what happened to me? Maybe. <laughs> is, <laughs> that, <laughs> is that what happened to me? No, bro, it's 66 times. I was, I was in hell. And no, then, no, you're just, you're just, it's messed up. You scrambled it a few times, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> this, yeah.
1: Ain't no excuse, bro. You just messed it up. Knocked that noggin a couple I times. I
0: fell, fell in my head a few times. I <laughs> know,
1: right? I fell down, but I got up.
0: <laughs> I don't know why I just talked like Bubba.
1: <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> I don't know, I
0: stereotypes. Fell on my head a few times.
1: Why are you stereotype, man? That's that's real judgy. Like, I mean, that's appropriate. It's, it's
0: just the voice that can't. It's not I'm not judging, I don't, whatever. Popcorn shrimp. Dude. <laughs> shrimp kebabs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I was I was gonna do I was gonna one quote you and you know, I was trying to think of the movie to do, but go ahead. Forrest gump
0: don't think speak <laughs> oh well my favorite <laughs> yeah dude do it i'm real sorry about your yeah. roommate's robe oh, dude. oh <laughs> which is probably the one they take got out what? when they play it on tbs or something what Where's go? what do i know which I one she was. <laughs> yeah. dude
2: That's
1: as yours. soon as i heard she's like i got one. i was like i know which one she's thinking of
0: yeah Alabama. That's, i always thought that was that was the one that stuck with me the most i thought it was the funniest i'm real sorry about drew mates bro
1: see and the one that sticks out to me <laughs> is the one where he, uh, apathetic. where he uh well he comes off the like he jumps off his boat and like swims over to see <laughs> lieutenant dan and his boat like <laughs> crashes into the dock he's like that's my boat that's, that's my boat it's just like, dude, how apropos <laughs> that statement right there and then? Like, that's so honest. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's not my thing. I'm like, all right, so Sherlock Holmes, because we had this conversation uh, last week, actually.
0: We can't keep having the same conversation. All right, go on.
1: Dude, this is what this is. <laughs> just dude, goes on. We, we have all. one conversation that just continues and becomes larger and engulfs more subjects. More ideas, more knowledge.
0: Episode, we're referencing the show earlier. I mean, the the Dude, we're, we're giving we,
1: yeah, we're giving context to where we were at with what we were saying, so you can go back and pick it out.
0: <laughs> it's the right, map. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You got it. You got to follow. It's a
1: weird. It's like it's like the family circus where like the freaking the kid goes in and out like <laughs> seventy things just to go two rooms away. So where were you? You were. You were uh, yeah, so going to my thing about quotes is I typically do that more obscure case in point conversation last week where Vic brought up the idea. He's like, yo, you guys were saying this thing, you know, I'm I'm like off of my whole hiding listening to you. And you make this reference of, you know, Oi, where does that come from? And it, you know, we go into the whole spiel. It was like, Yeah, it's you know, Sherlock Holmes and that literally out of that entire movie is my favorite quote.
0: Like, that's my <laughs> one. The one from off in the back of the room.
1: You, do, it's, you don't even see the guy.
0: You just so, hear him in the background. So as as the the tiny little Sherlock Holmes beats up on like this ginormous guy, that oh, dude, everybody's he, got bets on him. He
1: boot kicks to the chest, breaks his sternum or cracks a couple ribs, whatever, throws him through the one barrier wall. You get the, the literal, you know, comical cartoon comic- poof of dust that comes up from it and you just like room just dead silence
0: i don't know what kind of what what style would you say it is that he uses in that his because it's like he's slap boxing him and it's freaking hilarious because half the time he's just using an open hand but it's like where he's striking him and like he's coming across pressure points or the side of his face or his neck Oh, wow. Yeah. I but uh, if you watch, like, a lot of those strikes are completely open-handed.
1: I mean, uh, my guess would probably be something of, like, either karate or aikido. Or jiu-jitsu. No, because jiu-jitsu would have been more counter with possibility of grappling. There grappling. was no there grappling.
0: Was no, well... Not in that part, no.
1: Yeah, no, dude. There, for him, there, he, there's never a grappling. It's more of like uh almost like judo, where it's counter moves, taking your opponent's energy and swinging it back. But he doesn't do that. He literally pushes off and then strikes. So he doesn't even like take in. So it's not even ju That's why I'm like uh, karate um, scorpion style. Well, yeah, no, yeah, that's why. Yeah, uh yeah, a karate, aikido, a something like that, where it's it's like block counter move. It's very block, straightforward, though, whatever
0: move. it is. It's it's very straightforward because it's almost like
1: oh, he knows what's coming. He can see it, and it's very much um, oh, what do you want to call it? It's like when adrenaline kicks in and everything slows down. Which I mean, that that's like oh man, there so there's this movie about uh, drifting, and it, to me and many others. It's the epitome of drifting, and it's uh, called Initial D. And there's this, uh, there's the one scene in the movie, long story short, this kid drives uh, an AE86, which is a Toyota Corolla. But in Japan, an AE86 is like the ultimate drift car. You can take this thing, beef up the four banger, and make it like a 400 horsepower monster, and this car just wants to drift all day. Like it's just, it's just a drift car straight soft, out the box,
0: compound tires. And Dude, it
1: just, it's just, it's balanced for <laughs> it. It's built around it. I mean, um, uh, Kenichi T He's like, he like the drift King. I was like one of the originators. I've seen him driving 86 and he's like, you know what I love about one of these things? He's like, you pretty much just leave it stomped. and It just does it. <laughs> this, is, this is, I love an 86. It's like, this car just drifts. This is what it does. But there's a scene where the dad is talking to the kid and the kid was basically expressing, he's like, yo, I think I need to go see like an eye doctor. And he's like, well, so he's, all right, fine. So he takes the kid to the eye doctor and the doctor's like, no, you got 20, 20, like everything's good. I don't understand what's going on. So he's like, what the hell, kid? What's wrong with you? He's like, yo, you just made me pay all these doctor bills. Like, and there's nothing wrong with your eyes. Like, what the hell? Why do we do this? He's like, well, when I'm driving the car, things like, slow down and stretch out and so i I just i thought there was something wrong with my eyes
0: that's adrenaline son
1: (laughs) and basically that's what it is your your timing or your perception of timing is elongated so much that it it truly gives you a much greater ability to express
0: action powerful a drug that adrenaline is and it's made within the human body
1: Dude, I just got freaking the scene from Pulp Fiction. He <laughs> bounces it into her
0: chest. <laughs> she, oh, <laughs> She oh just box.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No, but think about it. I mean, you, you give yourself a shot of adrenaline. I mean, it happens. It's happened. Well, pretty much happens anytime I get pulled over, which doesn't happen that often, but you know what I'm talking about. You get, because uh, you can't run.
1: <laughs> dude I'll be honest <laughs>
0: so and it seems like they're waiting in their car for 45 minutes while they're looking your stuff up I mean it's really like 15 but so
1: the last time I can recall count wise of how many times I've been pulled over where I'm literally just like you know whatever and I've kind of forgotten about it and I've been pulled over since then but so I was I was 20 years old and I had already been pulled over 35
0: times. That's probably not good.
1: So how many tickets had I had by that point?
0: Am I supposed to guess? Yes. Out of 30, mm-hmm. 35. 35. Go ahead, dude. This is Well, you I'm know. guessing yeah. I'm, yes, I'm too. guessing less than a dozen. <laughs> Two?
2: Yeah. I feel like you no. got out of a lot of
0: none big out fat of, goose egg.
1: out of 35 on the 35th oh you got one is the one and so here's the thing though when i got that ticket on my 35th i told the cop to give it to me it was the day i was having cop pulled me over and he's like do you i was like dude, here's my information i know why you did it go ahead just write me the ticket he's like well i'm like do you just just he's like okay and like walks away do i just i was like dude just write me the ticket bro i don't even want to deal disagree. with this crap. Really? Wait, one I deserved it. Oh, I too. I totally deserved it. I saw the headlights. I knew where he was sitting.
0: You know, like, you just you just point your wrists out the window, like go ahead. <laughs> I know you. I own it.
1: Well, because I mean, and honestly, yeah. At this point, I've been pulled over thirty five times, so it's just like f it. Just go ahead. I'm I'm not gonna. You
0: know, you got me.
1: Yeah, but too, uh, oh man, you got me. I had
2: was, a good run.
1: well well, because growing up so my dad my dad was in the military so growing up i had military id so anytime Mm -hmm. i got pulled over i would wait for the officer to come to the window and i would pull my id out of my wallet well behind my driver's license was my military id and i also had um i also had base stickers on my car so i can get you know in and out of base without, you know, you just pull up and just put your, win, you know, hold your ID up to the window. They're like, oh, go ahead. They don't even care because you you got, you know, you got your base stickers and stuff. So you're, you're permitted, you're done, whatever. So when I would get pulled over, the officer would see that they're like, look to see your inspection stickers and they're like, all right. And right underneath of them was my base stickers. Watch me pull my license out and there's my military ID. And it's just like, ah, oh. all right. So here's and it's just like instant guaranteed not getting I don't know the about, ticket. I don't know about guaranteed, but dude, 34 times and the 35th time, I told the cop to give me the <laughs> ticket. I'm just saying
0: that's pretty well guaranteed. Yeah.
1: I'm just saying there's a certain level of ability here. And the consistency was I'm not
0: I'm not sure that's altogether right. That's not fair. Um, I, dude,
1: I didn't say it was uh, right. There was there was saying? no I statement just, of morality in this. I'm just a moment of honesty. No, and state. this is
0: just where I'm coming, you know, from. Like, you know, that's the thing. Like, you know, if if you're if you're in a military family or you're the child of a police officer or you are a police officer, it's like
1: do in, I guarantee in I'm some instances
0: you're above the law.
1: You know No, it's I'm not, not sure above that's the law. entirely right. I don't think that's the way it works. It's not me. that I felt that I was above the law. Work. It was always the fact that I was just like, you know what? I have this at my faculty. This is in my disposal for use. If it worked, thank you. If it didn't, hey, well, cool, you know what? I, I messed up. I get it.
0: Obviously, you're respectful. I mean, well, of course, I also speak appropriately, like forth, like a good, you know. You're not, yeah, dude. I'll be all right. So, like, what the f- did I do? What? Why? So, what? So, pull over 28. I hate cops. What the hell? Dude,
1: no, this is no joke. Pull over (laughs) 28. Dude, I remember this one very well. I was doing 50 (laughs) and a 35. It was raining. But now, also, you got to remember something. This is also going back like 30 freaking years almost, right? Like, dude, this is back when I was a kid. I'm like 18, There were a lot more
2: liberties than,
1: yeah. There was also a lot less people, traffic, et cetera. So, slightly different context, but- I'm doing fifty to 35 cop pulls me over in the rain. And it's not just like, you know, drip, 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 do it's, it's like, like <laughs> it's pouring. You can't even hear. It's what? almost I like side. Yeah. Right. And the cop do he on oh, same spiel sees my stickers. I pull up my ID and he's just like, well, I've already pulled one car out of this field tonight and I don't feel like doing two. So maybe next time you, know, I was just like, yes, sir. Absolutely. I thank you very much. I, you know,
0: Dude, yeah, yeah. Thanks for looking out for me, man. Huh? Yeah, so I
1: mean, even in like horrid, but again, I mean, but dude, also think about this. We, you know, at that age, we would get pulled over if we had alcohol on us. What was the worst case? They were going to make us pour us out? Like, just like, blah, 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 watch us do it. Come on, like, right?
0: If you get caught in your in your small town, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we're if over. If you get
0: caught in your small town, yeah.
1: We, like, we should we, we Yeah, we got to cool. wrap it up.
0: All right, man. Well, it's been real. That's think, as usual. This moment of honor has been brought to you by. <laughs> as usual, when we get right into it again. Yeah, that's a good thing. This huh. is a facsimile and not an
1: actual representation. I can neither confirm nor deny. Redacted. Redacted.
0: Well, this is a tribute? Is that what you're saying? This
1: is just a tribute. Yeah, this is a tribute to who I'm telling you. I can't remember <clears throat>
0: the lyrics to the actual song, but this is just a tribute. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway,
1: you so. know, this is uh, I'm telling you with uh, Philly D
0: and Mr. Gemini,
1: Miss JD. Yeah. If you uh, if you want to reach out, itydirectionmusic.org, Gemini or Philly D mm-hmm. at directionsmusic Yeah. And um, as always, we want to say thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, thanks for stopping by. You know, and uh, and as always, uh, be good to yourself. Be good to everyone else. Much love. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Peace.